Hello and welcome back to Move My Spirit. Our latest series is going to be called Experiencing God in the Small Group. This is going to be a really unique course uh, for anybody that participates in a small group frequently. And even for those of you who hope to one day or even sometime soon start leading a small group. Uh, The whole goal here is to talk about why uh, we so easily and so readily experience the move of the Spirit of God in a large group on Sunday morning, and then and then it's almost a little bit more difficult or even sometimes a little bit awkward to experience God's move at its fullest on a, a more intimate basis where there's only maybe 5, 10, 15 people. Uh, it, it can be a little bit more difficult. Some of the things that we're going to cover... Uh, in this class, we're going to talk a little bit of Hebrew, a little bit of Greek. We're going to talk uh, toward the end of the class about where doctrine and the- uh, theology fit in. We're going to talk about um, what it means to experience God. We're going to talk about the, the place of the heart, the place in the mind. Uh, we're going to talk about what it really means to know. Um, and and we're, we're really going to dive into some super unique stuff. Um, And I I think that you're going to be able to take away a lot of good information from this. And I really hope that as we embark on this course that you're just going to be able to uh, hone into what it is that God wants to teach you. Maybe God is calling you to teach a small group and this is exactly what you need. Or maybe God is calling you to be part of a small group and this is what's going to help you get over the hump of, well, I want to be in that group, but... It's really weird to me if the spirit starts moving. This this is gonna help lay things out for you. Um, really, I I personally believe just to just to make it that much easier, just to step into the presence of God whenever there's a small group of five, ten, fifteen people. So I want to open up with a word of prayer, and then we'll get into lesson one, uh, which I titled "What Is an Experience." So, Heavenly Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we do come before you, and we thank you, Lord God, that wherever two or three are gathered together, there you are in our midst. We thank you, Lord God, that that we can come together under one holy name, the name of Jesus, and experience your presence. Father, I thank you that, that throughout the time we've spent together as a group, that we've come to a place of knowing what it is to experience your presence. And I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus right now, that even even this moment as we start up in this new course, I pray, Lord God, that you would begin working on the hearts of your children to, to come to a deeper place with you, Father, that if someone is feeling the urge to, to start a small group, Father, that this would just give them the encouragement, the strength, and the knowledge that they need. And Father, if you're calling someone else to be part of a small group, I pray that this would give them exactly what they need, Father, that they would just step into that group and be ready for the move of your Holy Spirit. We thank you and give you praise for all that you will accomplish, Lord God, through the teaching of this course. And it is in the name of Jesus Christ that all God's children said, Amen. So I think at this point, we're all pretty solid on hearing the voice of God. Um, And for those of you that might just be joining into the group or hearing something along hearing the voice of God, maybe that's that's a little bit of a um, 
touchy point for you. There's four basic keys, and I just want to recap them. Uh, and if you have further questions on that, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to get into that deeper with you and help you uh, really nail down what it is to hear God's voice. But for those of you who have been making a practice of, of spending your prayer time with the Lord, uh, remember that step number one is getting yourself in a, in a frame of mind that gives you stillness. Quiet, that, quiet yourself down. Set your eyes upon Jesus is step number two. Uh, you got to have the eyes of your spirit fixed on Jesus so that you can see exactly what it is that he wants to say, and that's going to tune up those ears with it uh, so that you can hear what it is. You need to uh, train your mind and, and your heart to hear that spontaneous thought and begin to flow with it, and then it's always best to just start journaling. Um, so for those of you who took Counseled by God with me, you're familiar with journaling, and I hope that you're continuing to practice journaling uh, because that's, that's a really solid uh, framework for a relationship with the Lord because it gives you something um, not only that you're hearing in the moment, but you can go back to that and say, that's right, that's what the Lord promised to me. Um, so that's, that's what it is to hear God's voice. You just got to be still. Set those eyes on Jesus, be ready, be spontaneous, and get a pen and paper and be ready for what it is that he's going um, to, to say to you. We have biblical instructions concerning experiencing God, and, and there's a scripture that I want to point out to you, and maybe um, you're probably actually pretty familiar with it. It's Psalm 46.10, and as I was preparing the lessons for this course, the Lord really illuminated this scripture to me and, and sort of brought it to life again because I've, I've heard it so many times that it almost started to blend in a little bit. And you just, you just get so used to hearing, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. You hear it from the pulpit, you hear it on the radio, you hear it um, in, in so many different fashions. But here's the thing, it, when, when, when God brings something to life fresh for you, there's something to be said. And so as I was preparing and I was looking for biblical instruction on how we're to experience God or should we experience God, that's sometimes the question. Um, you know, uh, sometimes and, and maybe an atheist or an agnostic might come to you and say, but should we actually look for an experience with God? And this is a good scripture to bring them to. The, the, the psalmist writes, be still and know that I am God. All right, and that's, that's what was being impressed upon the psalmist as he wrote. And I truly believe that, and, and this, is, this is what came to life to me as I read that again in preparation to teach this course. Be still and know that I am God. It, it's, it's God reaching out and saying, just quiet down and experience me. All right? It's, it's God reaching out and saying, I have a plan here, but I need you to just quiet down and, and realize that I am at control. I'm at the helm. All right? So experience him. Be still and know that he is God. Something that's going to be really important uh, for you in the small group setting, whether you're teaching or whether you're uh, just part of the small group, is having an understanding of right brain and left brain 
activity. So there are different tests out there that you can take uh, and if you would like to take one of those tests I would be more than happy to get you in touch uh, or, or rather get a link to one of those tests in your hands uh, because I think that it does a world of good for us as believers and, and truly just as human beings. It does us a lot of good to know how our brain functions. Are we prone to think with the right side of the brain or are we prone to think with the left side of the brain? If you're not familiar with the two, I want to break it down for you very easily. Um, the, the right brain is very intuitive, all right? And, it, and it's you don't struggle with things like um, that, that spontaneous flow. It, it almost comes natural. Uh, you understand things freely, all right? But if you're a left brain thinker, you're more of an analyzer. And so things that are spontaneous and, and less structured might be a little bit more difficult. You'd rather sit and analyze something, piece it all together, one, two, three, four. Um, and, and that's where the four keys steps to hearing God's voice kind of come into play because if you're a right brain thinker, then you look at those four steps and you go, okay, I think I can handle that. But if you're a left brain thinker, you look at it and you have something notched out, one, two, three, four, and you can figure out how it is that you need to step into God's presence to hear his voice. When you're teaching a small group, you have to be able to incorporate a little bit of right brain and a little bit of left brain. And if you're completely right brained or completely left brained, it might be a little bit challenging. Um, you're going to face certain times where, where it's going to be like grasping at straws to explain something because in, in your mind, you're thinking the right brain side of it, but somebody in your small group can only see the left brain side of it. And so you have to figure out what it is, what, what the best left brain logical analytical example is to give that person so that they can understand it as well as the right brain viewpoint that, that just sees it for what it is and, and understands it intuitively. All right. Um, so and then on the flip side, um, if, if you're sitting in on a small group, you have to kind of be able to look at the instructor of the group and see are they teaching this from a right brain standpoint or are they teaching this from a left brain standpoint and where do I fit into that and how can I listen to what they're saying and break it down so that I can more easily understand it and apply it to my life. So. That's, that's going to be really important um, for you to kind of get a grasp on, make things a little bit easier. Um, something that, that we're going to talk a lot about in the, in the next couple of weeks uh, is called epistemology. And that's just a really fancy word for having a system of knowing. All right. Um, we as believers understand that we are known by God. All right. I, I don't think that that's any, um, I, I, I really don't think that that's any surprise to any of us. We are known by God fully at, at its deepest. We are known by God. All right. Um, 
there, there's a Greek word and a Hebrew word that I want to familiarize you with in terms of epistemology, a system of knowing. And the words are genosko and yada. All right, and they're, they're both uh, defined exactly the same. And the definition of both words, genosko and yada, are to know through personal encounter. This is, uh, when, we, when we go to scripture, this would be used in the times where a man knows his wife and they bear a child because they knew one another, all right? Um, so to know through personal encounter is an intimate knowing, all right? We are known by God at the deepest level, all right? And, and you can go all through scripture, uh, specifically in the book of Jeremiah, and you will find, I believe it's uh, Jeremiah chapter 1, specifically says, before I even formed you, I knew you. Before you were knit together in your mother's womb, I knew who you were, all right? And that, that's our God. That's the God that we serve. Before you were even formed, he knew you. So hang on to that. And, and, and really just plant that seed deep in your heart. Um, in order to know any, anybody, whether we want to know um, our best friend, if we want to know our neighbor, um, and, and that's, of course, a not Genosco or Yada. I'm, I'm talking a, an acquaintance knowledge. If we want to know anyone... We have to do something, and that something is really simple, but I think it often gets overlooked. We have to listen, all right? Uh, and and that's, that's vital to knowing anyone or anything. So God knows our hearts. God knows uh, what it is that we go through. God knows what it is that we are facing every single day. God knows the number of hairs upon your head. God knows the number of breaths that you will ever breathe. God knows, all right, because he is an all-wise and all-knowing God. We, however, are not all-wise and all-knowing. And so in order to know, we must acquire knowledge. That requires listening. Now, the, the original meaning of the word obedience if, if, if you go way far back to original translations of be obedient, it could be translated, listen. All right, be obedient. Tune up your ears. Listen. So we as believers, we live our lives in such a way that we want to be what? Obedient to God. Amen? And what does that look like? Well, in order to be obedient to God, we have to, what? Listen to his word. We, we take scripture upon scripture and we, we listen for what it is that God is teaching us through it. Um, we, we look at, say, the Ten Commandments, and, and we often will say things like, one is no greater than the other. A sin's a sin. Uh, if you... If you've stolen, you're at the same tier as one who has committed idolatry. Uh, if, if you've 
committed idolatry, you're at the same level as one who's committed murder. A sin is a sin, and that's that's the even playing field. We learn something when we listen to the instruction of the Word of God. Just like we learn something when we listen and we hear the rhema voice of God that speaks into our spirit and, and gives us not only a tidbit of knowledge, but gives us an experience with God. All right? So, so to clearly answer the question that makes up the title or, or the, I guess, overall theme for this particular lesson of experiencing God in the small group, what is an experience? An experience in my own definition, and this might differ from yours, But an experience in my own definition is taking the time to listen so that I may acquire knowledge regarding one thing or one person. Alright? If I want to experience God then, what does that look like? That looks like taking time to listen and acquire knowledge, acquire understanding, wisdom. We're going to talk about those couple things here in in the next couple of lessons. But I, I want to take time and acquire knowledge about God, about who he is, about who he says he is, about who he says I am in him. That's the experience that we're after. And so we when we come to church on a Sunday morning or sometimes a Sunday night, um, we, we come into a sanctuary where uh, for some of us there might be only, you know, 30 people. Uh, where others of us there might be upwards of three or 4,000 people. But when the music begins to play, when the preacher starts preaching, we feel something, right? We get, we get that feeling in the depths of our soul and we say, yes, I feel the presence of God right now. All right? But then we come into a classroom and we, we sit around the table and I don't think it's the coffee that robs us of the experience with God. I really think that it's, it's the fact that there's a vulnerability around the table of people because there's only 10 people sitting here to discuss what it is that God is up to. But if we, if we take a moment and say, you know what? God, if I can experience you in a crowd of 30, if I can experience you in a crowd of 300, if I can experience you in a crowd of 3,000, then I can experience you in a crowd of three. All right? Um, There's some overcoming that has to happen there. But listen, I, I want you to know this. It's not a one-step process, but when, when you come to that realization and you say, you know what? The Word of God says, that means you listened to the Word of God. The Word of God says where two or three are gathered together. You take that and you say, all right, so it takes, it takes two or three to have church. And so next time you're with two or three like believers sitting down over coffee, invite the Holy Ghost. 
sit down, have a word of prayer. Invite God's presence into your midst. Be intentional about it. If you're ready to start that experience, to listen, to be obedient to the word of God, to the voice of God, to to acquire knowledge of who he is, then invite him into that into your midst when you're in that small gathering. All right? This is the scripture verse that I want to leave you with for this lesson. It's 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. What's that mean? I want want to take just a minute and, and sum up that scripture. And this is to say, be ready. Come, come to a place that you know God so well. And, 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 and don't take this the wrong way, but we will never know God in his fullest as long as we are living, breathing on this earth. We will never experience God in all of his greatness, in all of his glory until we cross that river and we enter into his presence for all eternity. But for the time being, 1 Peter says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Know God deeply and be ready in an instant to answer the question, somebody will inevitably in your lifetime look at you and say, why do you have such hope in Jesus? Be ready in an instant to give a reason for that hope. There's one way that you will be ready to give that reason, and that is truly through an experience with God. Alright, so just... Um, if you're listening in on your phone, I just want you to place your hand over your phone. Try not to hit the pause button. I know that's a little bit difficult, but I want to pray over you right now. And I want you to receive this, this prayer very personally. Um, I know that, that I, I know all of your names. And so as whenever I'm done, um, with this recording, I'm going to pray for each one of you by name. But I want you to take this prayer very, very personally as we, as we close this lesson. So just lay your hand upon your phone and receive this. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, for each one, my brother, my sister, I pray, Lord God, that, that hallelujah, that, that a new knowledge of your goodness would begin to flow in their hearts. I pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that there would be a readiness, Lord God, for an experience with you. I pray, Lord God, right now, hallelujah, that even in this moment, that they would feel the presence of Most High God resting upon their shoulders. Lord, Only you can call us 
to a place where, where we can come and, and learn and understand. So call us, Lord God. And Father, if you have been calling, make us to be obedient to the call. But Father, in the name of Jesus, would you pour out your Spirit upon my brothers and my sisters as we come to a new place of experiencing you, even in a small group. We thank you, Lord God, and we give you praise that it only takes two or three. In the name of Jesus, all God's children said, amen and amen. Y'all take care. We'll meet back here in a few days for lesson two. Until then, get into God's presence, listen for his voice, and get ready to experience the power of Jesus Christ. God bless. Take care.